The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by The Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Good morning. Welcome in to the great Scott show. The great Scott show coming your way on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. It's Thursday. Where is, where's Norman Locke? Where's Norman Locke? He's not here. I don't know where he is. Real talk. I have no idea where he is. I just know that this is the day that he lost a bet and owes me breakfast can't say I'm surprised he's a no-show. Trying to wiggle out of it. We'll try to we'll try to find out where Norman is. See if he can get in here at some point. You know, sometimes he just no-shows. Let me text him right now. On this morning's show, talking some NFL. Rage and Cage of football. Excuse me, Rage and Cage of basketball. You got the Cajuns uh, in action tonight on the men's side of things. Taking on Georgia State. Blackout game. Where you're black tonight. Georgia State, oddly enough. A lot of game canceled, but preseason pick to to finish high up in the Sun Belt and right now they're in dead last in the Sun Belt standings. You know, talking to Coach Wall on the other day and and uh, you know on on Tuesday and uh, and Jay Walker as well about this team, the oddity of winning three, losing three, winning two, losing two, winning three, losing three. Are they about to win three again? Well. Win today and Saturday, and then that's the case. But we'll talk a little bit about that. But remember tonight, Cajun Dome, 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air 6.30 for you. But yeah, Norm, not sure where he's at. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll try to track him down. But when it's time for him to make do on a bet, it's not a surprise. He just no-shows. I'll just say that. But the NFL Divisional Round is coming up Sunday. And we're going to dig into that, but but Sean Payton's announcement on Tuesday, certainly locally and to an extent nationally, has gotten a lot of coverage. You're starting to see the NFC divisional stuff pick up quite a bit. Excuse me, championship round talk pick up a little bit. But Payton's decision to step away has led to a ton of content, both nationally and locally, and hot takes and things like that. The head coaching cycle. Suddenly there was another opening. Now one is closed. The uh, The Broncos have hired a new head coach, in Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers. There's two ways to look at it. One, Denver has been one of those teams rumored to possibly be the next destination of Aaron Rodgers. 
is taking a, uh, an OC from the Packers a good thing or a bad thing, considering Rodgers might want out? I'll say this in regards to Aaron Rodgers. He's had some issues with management in Green Bay, but he has consistently sung the praises of Hackett, who's only 42 years old. Rodgers talks about how this guy's terrific at preparation and breaking everything down, helping his players. So is this the beginning of the play to get Aaron Rodgers? I don't I don't think Aaron's going to be in Green Bay next year. And although Denver seems like a strong possibility and, and this latest domino to fall might suggest that's where it's at, yeah, you also get the sense that if you're Rodgers at this point in your career, wouldn't you want to play like somewhere warm? Just saying. Does he want to does he want to go somewhere else that's still cold? Denver won the Super Bowl not that long ago. And then Gary Kubiak retired and Denver's on what, their fourth different coach since the start of the 2016 season? That was the year he won it? But the Saints are still open, as are a bunch of other spots. And the question of, where's where's, where's Sean Payton going next? Well, the answer is TV, somewhere. His coaching future, that's been the big topic of discussion. To think that he is going to pull a Bill Cowher or Tony Dungy and simply do TV and stick with TV and not coach anymore, I'm not buying it. As my friend James Butler was saying yesterday, this is a very Bill Parcells-type move. Parcells did this type of stuff. Parcells, me, might do a little. I mean, he, he did TV, what, was like one season on ESPN really briefly? It looked like he hated it too, by the way. He would leave, get a breather, come back, coach again. And sure, there is some, um, you know, most of the chatter is, oh, Mike McCarthy, look out. Mike McCarthy's going to be looking over his shoulder constantly. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy should be feeling pressure whether Peyton is on the market or not. But so should a lot of other coaches. Half the league would be interested in having conversations with Sean Peyton if he was available. Next summer, there's going to be plenty of openings again. And, you know, is there skepticism with Peyton? You know, he hadn't been to the Super Bowl in the last dozen years. You had Drew Brees. You had a lot of talent. What's the deal? We talk about some agonizing defeats. But I think Arizona certainly should be looking. What What if the Chargers missed the playoffs again with Justin Herbert? And you have Staley out there doing, you know, let's just go for it on fourth down every single time. I'm just, all this focus just on Mike McCarthy and where Peyton will end up next, it's it's a little short-sighted. I think a lot of people should be out there kind of looking over their back next season. Time will tell, but 
I put it on there. He'll coach again. He'll coach again. And he'll probably be a little bit better at TV than Bill Parcells was, but I don't know. You remember that? Most people don't even remember that. I remember seeing Bill Parcells on ESPN for a few segments, and it was like the great Bill Parcells. It 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 was weird, man. It did not it did not fit. It did not fit. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. If you want to get in on the show, set to the phone lines right now. Good morning. Welcome in. Hello. Morning, Scott. It's not a good morning to the morning. The morning. That's all it is, Scott. <laughs> I heard you on Greg's show about a day or two days ago. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about the chip. Huh? I was on Greg's show yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. All right. And I heard you talking about um, the Sean Payton thing. I, I like your take, what you had said, and you helped soften the blow. No lie on that. But I want to ask you a question. Have you heard on Undisputed, it was reported about Sean Payton in 2019 made a deal with um, being the, with Jerry being the head coach of Dallas. That was and that was that was a report from um, what's his name? A cat for uh, Mike Florio had a report where he suggested that uh, he was going to be traded to Dallas. But mm-hmm. considering they had had the uh, and this was like the. the, the Apparently, it was like the non-call in the the nefarious non-call against the Rams, and then Anthony uh-huh. Davis requesting a trade all happening. But like my the timeline of that is a little iffy because it was like a it was not long after the non-call that Davis publicly requested a trade. I mean, I think it was like a week. Right. So right. you 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 lost in that fashion, and your season's over, and you were immediately like taught. I mean, you remember that time. Like, yes, I sure do. I, 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 did it feel like in the week after that game that that Gail Benson and Sean Payton would have been on the phone talking to somebody like, "Get me out of here"? The, the, the timeline of that but, seems but, a little iffy. Okay, but 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 you never know what Sean was doing behind private. Because remember when he got suspended, Jerry was taking private flights to his house. You I mean, I mean? I, what Sean was doing is he he met with the media like the Wednesday after it all happened, and he said he just was eating ice cream and watching Netflix and was depressed. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think you get on a flight after you're bashing. He, he was he was wearing a shirt with Roger Goodell in a clown outfit underneath a button-up. Like, the, the, the emotional level, the emotions at that moment in time for that whole week, okay. really the whole, two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, there was like nothing else... There was nothing else on, the, on anyone's mind at that point in time where you're making any kind of rational decision. That could be true, but I just look at it. I don't see why somebody would make a lot of report of their caliber on that type of level that they're on. I'm not, I'm not saying my, I'm not saying Mike Florio's like think. I'm not saying he made it up, but I'm saying he could have gotten bad information. And if you but start tracking have, down yeah. what Mike Florio has done in his career, he has gotten plenty of reports wrong before. True, that is true. Now I do want to say this. You remember Bobby Patino? He used to he quit after 13 seasons of the um, on the um, Falcons. Bobby Petrino, who quit after 13 games and left them a note in their locker. Games, yes, yes, right. I know, who, I know who he is. I, yes, all right. I want to let you know that's who Sean Payton is. He quit on him. He should no, fulfill this contract. That's 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 a dumb. I've heard this take from so many people. That's ridiculous. No, but, but this is what I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying. Don't we hold players accountable 
most people hold players accountable to fulfill out the contract, right? Let me let me so tell you something. Let, let me let me say let me tell you something, Paul. Let me tell you something about the contracts. Okay, they work two mm-hmm. they work two ways. They work two ways. If Sean Payton had quit in the middle of the season, then mm-hmm. I would I would buy it. Jim Mora, I love Jim Mora. He quit on the Saints. He quit in the middle of the season. Like if you quit during the season, that's fine. When you step down <laughs> after a season, I don't consider Sean Payton a quitter. Like I don't consider Billy Napier a quitter. Consider this. The contract works two ways. You realize that UL got like $3 million when Napier signed with Florida, right? You realize that if Sean Payton goes and coaches another team next year, the Saints get compensation for it. The contract thing works for both parties in situations like this. We have seen coaches step down or go take another job or do something all the time, and I don't consider every single one of them a quitter. If the contract was a one-way thing, yeah, but that's not how this works, man. To say that he's a quitter, I think is silly. This reminds me of when the Colts in Cleveland left. Feast in the night. That's what this reminds me of. This is worse than what Nick Saban did. So so Sean Payton leaving after 16 years is like when Art Medell, an owner of a team, moved a team to another city? That's how I feel. He quit it on the shit to fill out his contract. I don't. I just don't want. I, look, even yes, if he that's, quit that's on a him, bad take. I, I just don't want him to coach the cowgirls. That's it. No, I, 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 that's it. fine. That's fine. But I'm, I don't. I don't consider him a quitter. And I know a lot of people out there do. But I, I don't agree with that take at all. I don't agree with that take at all. I, I just want to let you know, Scott. But I did like what your takes, what you had to say on Greg's show. But I still stand he's a Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Have a good one. It's all right. It's Bobby Petrino. <laughs> I mean. The con- think about it, guys. When it comes to these coaching contracts, which, oh, they can honor it. I mean, the owners can honor it by firing them at any time, too. But when you leave, when you've been winning and you're not fired, there is it, it works two ways. It's not like the Saints are going to keep paying them. And if he goes and coaches somewhere else in a year or two, guess what? They get compensation. I mean, is is... Is he a quitter? You quit. You quit during a season. You don't tell your owners that you're even thinking about maybe stepping away. You just leave in the middle of the night. Boom. That's 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 quitting. You don't talk to your team and you leave a little note in their locker and they all hate you. That's quitting. I didn't quit. 337-269-1077. I'm Scott Prather. Norman Locke, MIA, just not showing up today when he owes me breakfast. Just saying. Head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. How are you going to compare 13 games to 250 games? Uh, also, yeah, I understand what he can't, what he coming, where, uh, where the last caller was coming from. You know, at first I was like, oh, he quit. Then I started thinking about it like, well, you know, he could have went in the season. Like like the man said his heart wasn't in it. He could have just took the money and kept coaching it. And then, like, so now he, he did what's best for him. I don't think, I don't look at him as a quitter. In that sense, you know, like he could have been, he could have went another route and just, you know, coached week two, three, and just left, you know, into the season, into the 2022 season. Um, but but that's funny that you, you mentioned Mora. And um, the, the same question came up because someone else thinks he's a quitter. And they said, ah, it's different with Mora. Mora, it just wasn't working out with the Saints and Mora. And they decided that, that's, you know, that, that we just need to mutually. That would happen. Well, that's what that person was saying. Like that, that it was just the fit wasn't there too. More, it was just 
it was time to move on. It probably you know? was, but they didn't fire him, and he didn't just, I mean, he resigned midway through the 11th season, blasting the whole team from top to bottom on his way out the door. I mean, it's nostalgic now because it's funny to hear his rant, and, and you know, time heals wounds, and there was an appreciation for Jim Mora, and he would have been fired at the end of the season, but that's not how that went down. I mean, I, I look at what Mora did is quitting. If he got fired, no, but he quit. And that's that's not I mean that's that's not that's not what Sean Payton did in my opinion I don't think he quit the man coached there for fifteen seasons you know sixteen he was there for sixteen years what more do we want like what more do you want look <laughs> like, I, I, I I get I look he it's it's a blow to the Saints I'm not saying it's not they're gonna miss him I think he was a he was a very good coach um, certainly the best coach in franchise history. And I, I get that people are, are emotional about it, but, you know, quitting, man, it's... I, when you look at coaching, look, oh, man, do we, 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 hold, we hold people accountable to contracts. It's like his contract, he's... There are clauses in the contract, guys. This isn't like I'm going to go, you know, serve in this branch of the military for two years, and if I don't finish it, then I have to be discharged or I might be on. But that's, that's not how this works. It's not, that's not the writing and the language of these contracts. And as I said, with, with Sean Payton or with Billy Napier, just use them as an example because it's local, the contracts are going to help. You know, they certainly helped out UL whenever he went and took the Florida job because they got a big buyout. They got some money from it, you know, for the Saints – Peyton goes and does something else, or if he wants to go coach another team in a year or two, they're going to get compensation for it. They're also not paying him on that contract now that he's left. Like I, I, I just don't like when people blatantly just throw out the word contract like it's like it's binding and they 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 haven't read the language in it and don't know how any of it works. Like, come on, that's that's not it. I don't. Maybe I, maybe there's a lot more people that think he quits than I realize. I don't view it as him quitting. I view it as him. Saying it's time. I'm 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 stepping down. I coached for this long. I finished this season. I talked to my owner about it. I told him I was thinking about it. It wasn't like a, an abrupt thing in the or quote a thief in the night. That's not that's not how it went down. Uh, Belichick, why he's not labeled a quitter? He he coached the Jets for one day, and he said, you know what, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Probably, because it was probably because it was just one day. I mean, probably no, probably because it was hey, just man, one day. Hey, but he honored a contract, right? He, he had a contract. He didn't honor his contract, and he left. <laughs> if, if we're gonna uh, play those type of games, um, yeah, I feel you, man. I, I do. I feel you coming from. Kyle made a great point on a top show. You know, some heartfelt words, and like like you said, you expect people to be upset, but you realize. And you and you sometimes you you know you take a step back and you realize hey you know what that that man that man got to do what's best for him in that situation he, like you say he has a young wife he just got uh, recently married remarried um, and and you know what we we kind of laugh or not I didn't laugh about it but and Kyle made some good points also on that on that point when we tried to say like with the situation uh, that took place early in the uh, last uh, season with being displaced with the hurricanes and stuff. Hey man, you, you just never know how much that could take a toll, or how much that took a toll on him. Like, yeah, I, I'm just not into this. I got to get out. I guess you so. Know? Although, yeah. although you know, he 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 like he said in his press conference that he kind of likes that. He was like, he said, okay, I, I mean, he, he said, he said, look, I, I and he he tra- he was 
try to be clear. Like, look, I'm never. I want to be very clear here. I'm not saying a a, a natural disaster or or the potential of a natural disaster is a good thing. It's not. He's like, I'm I'm talking str- strictly as football. But he said there were like four different times as the coach when there was a, a threat of something, and they had an opportunity to leave. And he said every time he's like, I want to go. I want to go. I want to get the team and their families away. Now, this this last one was different in that it was a long period of time. It wasn't just like a week. Um, but but he said as a coach, he likes the environment it creates for a team in terms of sort of just building chemistry and, and togetherness and whatnot. So um, I think there was a small part of him that kind of kind of liked that. Although this past year, you know, it was it wasn't like a potential storm and they they left town for a week. They were gone for over a month i think at some point the clock on that begins to be a little too lengthy but he did admit that he liked them when that kind of stuff happens okay uh well, i'm gonna let you go i've been on there too long um i think they need to keep the team i think they need to keep the team intact go with dylan uh promote dennis allen um and let's see what happens from there uh, if you want to uh, interview aaron glenn maybe uh bring him in as a dc uh yeah i, I had people uh, bring a reshard name but um that's what I think they should do. Just keep it, you know, keep it within, and uh, just keep the team intact, and uh, let's go from there. And then one more thing, you can hang up, and uh, I'm gonna hang up and hear your answer. Uh, when Dennis Allen, when he was the coach with the Raiders, I think it was like that was when it was from 2012 to 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Carr came when? When when Carr was drafted? Was he drafted? Uh, no, he. I think he was drafted in 2015, actually. Um, Okay, fifteen. So okay, or it, it might have been. It might have been. Uh, I mean, he, I don't think he was there when Dennis Allen was okay. there. Now look, there's no look. There's no. Let's not mistake it. I mean, Dennis Allen was was not good. Um, he was not good in his tenure with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, but come on, man. That organization at that time, you know, it, it, and, and that's 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 also true. I mean, they just. They that was when they I think it I think midway through there like maybe in the middle of it they they had like they 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 got had Carson Palmer briefly and then they also had like Jason Campbell their 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 situation was Al Davis who was a pioneer and did some great things um, he was just not great you know in terms of like stable ownership there near the end of his life. And I'm not trying to be mean, but that's just that's just the truth of it. And, you know, I think they had, like, Matt Leinard and Carson Palmer and Terrell Pryor, and then Palmer didn't really want to be there. It was, it was messy, and he didn't do a good job, and he was young, but, you know, looks like he's going to get a second shot because the Saints are likely going in that direction. Yeah, it's like David was running the team like a shop right, man. At the end of his uh, tenure there, so he had um, he he had he had Palmer for one season. He had he had Terrell Pryor and Matt McGloin for another. Um, that's not exactly you know those two guys as far as your starting quarterback goes. And then he got fired during the uh, the twenty fourteen season. Gosh, who was their quarterback that year? I think I think that might have been Carr's rookie year. I think he might have had Carr. For like a half a season, but you know they started out zero and four, and then he got fired, and then I think they finished the year like three and thirteen. So they quit on him. <laughs> uh, yeah, him? I guess the team quit on him. No, they they were they were bad. I mean, they fired him, and then yeah, come on, I'm just come on, I'm just acting funny. They, they they fired him, but then they still started zero and ten. It wasn't like they fired Allen, and then suddenly oh, 
you know, Tony Sperano's head coach, we're all going to kind of rally around him. It, um, it didn't really, it's not like things turned around. I mean, it was, they were, they were terrible that season. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. No question. I mean, let's, let's not try to sugarcoat Dennis Allen's time as the head coach. He was eight and 28, eight and 28, 10 straight losses in 2014, but he was part of four of them. That's wild. That that Raiders team, I think they were eliminated from playoff contention like week 11. And it was the earliest team since the 2004 Dolphins to be eliminated from postseason contention in terms of when they got bounced. It was tough. Tough. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Phone number to call. Since we're talking about that famous Jim Moore rant, why not? Well, what happened was that second game we got our ass kicked, or the second half we just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. Okay. <laughs> You see what I mean? It, 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 you know, time goes by and you kind of laugh at it and you're like, all right, the, you know, more, uh, more at a winning record as the head coach of the Saints. What, 94 and 81? Peyton was 162 and, geez, 90, 87, 97 off the top of my head. 152 and 89 in the regular season, 9 and 8 in the postseason. Yeah. Only two coaches in franchise history with winning records. God, those, those Jim Moran. And then he goes to the Colts. Same thing in New Orleans, right? Has, a, has some success, has a couple of clunkers, but, you know, moderate success just could not win that postseason game. Guys that coached for a long time like Jim Moore and Marvin Lewis, man, just postseason wins are hard to come by. It's hard to do. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Let's get back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Hi, welcome in. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. I just want I just want your opinion. I want you to give me your prediction for the Rams um uh 49er uh NFC championship game, and I'm gonna listen on your take on it and who you think gonna win this game. You know, that's a good question, and that's what we're going to get into in the next segment. Um, You know, the Rams have a more talented roster at the top. They do. You know, they won a couple more games than the Niners, though they couldn't beat them in the regular season. 
But the Niners have something that the Rams don't. I'll tell you what that is, who I'm picking in that game and in the other, along with the spreads. When we come back after this, maybe we'll try to reach out and see if Norman Locke's actually going to show up today. Man's the day the man is supposed to bring me breakfast because he lost the bet fair and square on the air. He just no shows. I like to act surprised, but I'm not. But I'll give you my picks for those games. We'll keep the phone lines open. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticketed sports. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on the Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. From the great Jim Mora, classic rants. Well, I'll start off by saying this. Do not blame that game on the defense, okay? I don't care who you play, whether it's a high school team, a junior college team, a college team, much less an NFL team. When you turn the ball over five times, four interceptions, one for a touchdown, three others in field position to set up touchdowns, you ain't going to beat anybody I just talked about. Anybody. All right? And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, you know, you can't turn the ball over five times like that. Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think when we are when we do something like that. Unbelievable. Five turnovers. One of them for, we've thrown four interceptions for touchdowns this year. That might be an NFL record. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to, to perform like that. Pitiful. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome back into the great Scott show. ESPN Lafayette, best ticketed sports. Ah, the playoffs? A lot of people don't remember. That was J- that was basically Jim Mora just ripping his quarterback, Peyton Manning. Ripping him. Peyton Manning went on a radio show like that week and, and said, and excuse my French, and I quote, if you ask me if what he said pissed me off, you're damn right it pissed me off. He was livid that Jim Moore decided to just blast him in that whole press coverage. Now, people don't really remember the Peyton Manning part, how he was just bashing his quarterback and throwing him out there and putting all the blame on him and nothing else. They just remember the uh, playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Okay. Okay. Niners, Rams. Niners, Rams. Who do I think is going to win? I like the 49ers to win this game. I do. Not because they have uh, from top, well, 
certainly the bottom of the roster is better than the Niners. But at the top, the Rams, the Rams are better. But this is Gal Shanahan's child. I mean, the guy should go on the Mari Povich show this week and do a paternity test. And whenever Mari opens the envelope and says, who is the father of the Rams? And looks at Kyle and says, you are the father of the Rams. And he doesn't get upset. He actually, you know, just starts dancing. He's like, well, I already knew that. They went six in a row against them? You don't think it's fresh in the mind of McVeigh and the Rams that Less than three weeks ago, they completely blew it, up 17-0. Saints fans certainly remember. Let the Niners come back in the game. Let them go on a final drive at the end of regulation to tie it. Let them, you know, go down the field in overtime, easily kick a field goal. Let them just punk them on defense whenever the Rams had a shot to go in and at the very least tie the game or win it. You don't think it's fresh in the mind that they nearly blew a 27-3 lead last week? Oh, it was close. Wasn't quite 28-3, 27-3. And then the Bucks decided, yeah, I don't know if we really want to cover Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the NFL this year. That was just stupid. I like the Niners in this game. I think Elijah Mitchell will be the starting running back in the Super Bowl in his rookie year. And that's about the only thing I think would be cool about the Niners being in the Super Bowl. Personally, I'm not a fan of either team. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Niners plus three-and-a-half. I do. A road game for the Niners. We saw what happened the last time they were at SoFi Stadium less than three weeks ago in Inglewood. They had more fans there than the Rams because Rams don't have a lot of fans. Niners fans travel. They're loud. A lot of them are obnoxious. They're going to be screaming their heads off. When the Niners beat the Rams a couple of weeks ago in overtime, Matt Stafford's saying he was having to go to a silent count late in the fourth quarter in overtime because he was having trouble hearing because the crowd was so loud. That was when he was on offense in a home game. And let's say I'm wrong and the Rams win and then they're quote, hosting a Super Bowl. There's an advantage to them not having to travel, I guess, and deal with the rigmarole of that, I suppose. But really, there would be more Cincinnati or Kansas City fans in L.A. for the Super Bowl. There would be more of them. Here's the the only argument against the potential Rams in the Super Bowl having fans in the stands is that the Super Bowl and I've been to one. You know, your your each fan base is allotted a certain number of tickets. They get like a small percentage, I don't know, eleven maybe twelve percent, and then that team gets to decide how much of that <clears throat> they want to keep, right? Give to people they know, clients, whatever, and how much of that they're going to give to their season ticket holders, which comes down to a lottery. So. When the Saints went to the Super Bowl, there was a lottery that season ticket holders could apply for. And 10% of season ticket holders ended up winning the lottery. and got So basically, they had 10% of the tickets in the whole Super Bowl to give to season ticket holders. Well, 10% of 70,000, which, you know, 65,000, whatever the Superdome at, um, maximum 
capacity was back in 2009, 2010. I don't remember the exact number. 10% of that got to be in the lottery. So you're talking maybe six, 7,000 season ticket holders. That's it. Right? And then the rest of the tickets, every, every player in the NFL can get a pair. Every coach can get a pair. That adds up. They're not supposed to sell them on the secondary market. Doesn't mean some of them don't. And then, of course, there are a ton of tickets at the Super Bowl that are given to corporate partners. And then there is a lot of really, really expensive tickets on the secondary market. So when you see a stadium filled with more than 10% of a fan base at a Super Bowl, the large, vast majority of those did not get them from their season ticket lottery, Super Bowl lottery drawing, which I say lottery as if like they win it. They win the right to buy really expensive tickets. I mean, they still have to buy them, to be clear. <laughs> but a lot of them are buying it on the secondary market for thousands. And, and the Super Bowl being such a corporate event, like when I was there, there was a mix of hardcore fans with suits and trust fund kids in their early 20s that just were there because, hey, we're in Miami and this is cool. Like the vibe for uh, fans in a Super Bowl as opposed to a championship game is very different. Championship game, although that might not be the case this Sunday for the Niners and Rams because the Niners might actually have more fans than the Rams at SoFi Stadium. But the vibe in a championship game, The majority of the time, unless you're talking about, you know, a team like the Rams or if the Chargers were in this position, it'd be the same thing. Basically, if you're talking about teams that aren't in L.A., the vibe is just one of complete fandom everywhere at its absolute peak. Just mad. I mean, you turn to your left, you turn to your right, up, at whatever, and there are going to be a few opposing fans sprinkled in there that made the trip. But it is, there is something about a shared emotional experience among a large group of people that you cannot duplicate in everyday life. You can do it at a sporting event. You can do it at a concert. You can do it at a couple of other places. And then, of course, there's some things that, you know, tragedies and other things. But in terms of, like, you know, something at the end of the day is just like sport, right? You're still going to go home after it. That shared emotional experience, you feed off of that energy. At the Super Bowl, it is like a a smoothie mixed up of all of these different emotions. So it's hard to feed off of that energy. Now, eventually, you're going to find the hardcore fans and you're going to, you know, that that emotional energy is going to attach and you're going to get close and you're going to be able to point out who's who. But it's more like the chocolate chips and like an ice cream sundae as opposed to the actual ice cream. Because at a Super Bowl, you know, the ice cream is just a lot of a lot of corporate stuff, a lot of suits, celebrities just want to be there. And the fact that the game's in L.A. this year, there's going to have a lot of that. And because some of those celebrities and corporate partners and others that may not care as much about the actual game, they just have to be there. And a lot of them work out of L.A. They might be wearing some Rams gear at a Super Bowl, but they don't really care all that much. But I don't think it's going to matter because I think the Niners are going to beat the Rams. Elijah Mitchell leads the NFL postseason in rushing yards. He and Debo Samuel are going to be featured heavily. 
Now, Elijah's listed as questionable right now. I know Trent Williams is. If they can't play, that's that's a big blow, no questions. But Trent Williams, man, oof. that dude. Been one of the absolute best left tackles in football for a while now. But the Kyle Shanahan effect, the Rams struggles with holding on to a lead. I like the Niners to win. And in the AFC, I absolutely, I, I, am I rooting for Cincinnati? Yes, I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Maybe not rooting for Eli Apple. I don't really care about Eli Apple, to be honest with you. I, I, I like a lot about the Bengals, man. That fan base. I mean, they had won a playoff game in 31 years, and then in eight days they won, you know, as many as the Cowboys have won in the last 12 years. Or 11 years. They're playing confident. But the Chiefs are the best team. Chiefs minus seven. Excuse me. Yes, Chiefs minus seven. I'll take it. I'll take it. I feel more comfortable and confident in that than I do in the the Niners plus three and a half. It's been a great story for Cincinnati. But I think it comes to an end Sunday. They'll fight till the bitter end. They're not going to just like, if they get down 10 or 14 or something, they're not just going to pack it in. But the Chiefs, man, God, still can't get over that game last Sunday against the Bills. That was just wild, man. That was wild. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Apparently, Norman Locke wants to come on the show, but he wants to do it over the phone since he just decided to no-show and not bring me my breakfast this morning. Maybe maybe he'll make do on his bet last week. Some of you are asking, what was the bet? The bet was when Norm decided to just, for some reason, just rain on the parade of one of the, the, the bright spots for the Pelicans, who started out awful this year, but... You know, or what, 15 and 12 in their last 27 for a team without Zion Williams. And, 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 and one of the great stories for the Pelicans this season has been Herb Jones, a second-round pick who will be an all-rookie team, who has, as I said, I think the highest defensive IQ of any rookie I've seen come into the league. He's awesome. He's a rookie in the second round. Most second-round picks never even make the league at all. And as a rookie, he's out there starting games, playing, guarding the best player on the other team, playing multiple positions. And, and and Norm had the audacity to say, I mean, I hate to be the guy to say it, Scott, but he's not that good. I was like, what? Well, why don't they have jerseys? I'm like, because he was a second-round pick. They hadn't ordered him yet. So nobody's rocking a Herb Jones jersey. I said, I will bet you breakfast that they are selling Herb Jones jerseys in the Pelicans team store by the end of January. He took the bet. He lost. Because guess what? They are. Why wouldn't they be? Now it's time to bring me breakfast. Nothing. Nothing. We'll get him on the phone line. He'll probably say something about Sean Payton, Cowboys. Woo. We know know it's coming. We know it's coming, right? Next hour. We'll have him, I guess, on the phone line. More great Jim Mora rants. There might be a couple of bleeps in it, just giving you guys fair warning. 
coming your way next. Louisiana Rage of Cajun basketball. Tonight against Georgia State, blackout game, Louisiana salutes game. Louisiana and Georgia State, man. Recent history in this series is extremely memorable. Now, the Cajuns, five and three at home in this series over the last um, in the in the in the in the, the lifetime lifespan of this series. But Georgia State has gotten their number. Georgia State's beaten them seven out of eight times in Atlanta. They, they, the Cajuns are, they've lost to them four and nine in conference play. Georgia State's won eight of the last ten. But this is, this is the moment for Louisiana. Georgia State is wounded. They are down. They are talented, but they are at the bottom of the standings. Jordan Brown, not sure if he's going to play tonight. We'll find out tonight, dealing with a shoulder strain. Cajuns won at home last year, lost in Atlanta, and then uh, lost in Pensacola. I, when these two teams get together, I don't care where they are in the standings, man. If you're Louisiana, you don't just want to beat Georgia State. You want to beat them down. You want to humiliate them. Get fired up. It's going to be fun atmosphere tonight at the Cajun Dome. 7 o'clock tip. We'll see you all there. We'll come right back. Another classic Jim Moore rant. Be warned. Some of the not suitable for work language can be said on the radio. Some of it can't for FCC reasons. Just giving you a heads up. Norman Locke allegedly will be on the air uh, at, in the 8 o'clock hour over the phone line. It's all coming your way. This is ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. This is the best ticket in sports. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome back into the great Scott show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Norman Locke over the phone line in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll see what his excuse is. Jim Mora, I don't know that he made excuses. He was kind of ahead of his time in a lot of ways. He He would simultaneously get blasted and praised if he coached in today's day and age. Mora, who's in his 80s now and looks great, still doing a little bit of TV. How you feel, Jim? How do you feel about me celebrating some of your great rants? Who said that? Scott. Scott. <laughs> Tell Scott he's full of All right, coach. All right. A few more for you before we dig in to the 8 o'clock hour with Norman Locke. Some classic Mora rants from his time with the Saints. 
Good enough. We shouldn't even be thinking about beating this 49ers. We shouldn't be talking about it because the Saints ain't good enough. And you guys shouldn't write about us being a playoff team and all that bullshit. That's malarkey. We ain't good enough to beat those guys, and it was proven out there today. It's that simple. We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean... And you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work our off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't, we aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference of what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right? It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. You, you guys really don't know when it's good or bad, when it comes right down to it. Will you make a promise to us? Will you tell us when it's good? And I'm promising you right now that you don't know when it's good or bad. You really don't know. Because you don't know what we're trying to do. You guys don't look at the films. You don't know what happened. You really don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And you never will. Okay? Just for your own information sometimes you it won't i can tell you it won't be good and you'll see it won't be good. sometimes you'll think it's good and it isn't any good sometimes you'll think it's bad and it was pretty darn good sometimes you'll think it's bad and it was bad but basically you really don't know the only people that really know are our coaches and that goes with run blocking pass defense all those things the media public doesn't know you guys don't know not really know <laughs> i don't know why it still cracks me up i mean i've heard it so many times <clears throat> just classic man just classic i love that one reporter in there is like will you make a promise to us to just let us know i can promise you this you'll never know <laughs> Oh, thank you, Coach Mora. Tell Scotty's full of All right. Don't go anywhere. Norman Locke, not in studio today. Guess he's just going to come over the phone line next hour. After not making good on a bet. We're going to talk about that much more. More on the uh, NFC Championship weekend. We'll get Norm's picks. Sean Payton open coaching jobs, what's out there, all of that and more, all coming up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show. This is ESPN Lafayette. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. I am Scott Prather in the studio by myself this morning. <clears throat> Norman Locke's going to be here in just a second, but not in studio. Coming to us uh, via the World Wide Web. Brad Topham checks in. He says, 
Uh, Cowboys fans, step one, they make a bold prediction. Step two, they're wrong. Step three, in the end, they no-show. He said, are you surprised Norm's not there with your breakfast? He's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe he'll come next week with my breakfast. I don't know. I don't know. But I got to ask him now because he is on with me now over the board via an app. Norman, what, uh, what's, what's your excuse this morning? Uh, can you do a Google search on Chick-fil-A and see what time the Chick-fil-A Six, opens it, up? It opens at 6.30, Norm. It doesn't open at 6.30. Yes, it does. I have the which, app. Which Chick-fil-A opens at 6.30? One's here in Lafayette, according to this app right here I'm staring at, and yeah. according to Google, by the way. So once again, you're wrong. But no, that's not, no, why, you, that's not no, why you didn't show up. No, no, no. That app has not have been updated okay, since so, COVID. So the, so the app and Google is wrong. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. Okay, well, you, you, just, you, just, you just told me to check it. And by the way, if it opens at 7, you realize it's like 8.05 now. It is 8.05. So that's, that's not why you're not here. Don't what, lie. N- I didn't say that was not reason I'm not there. I said that's the reason you don't have no, a you, you No, you told me to Google it. I didn't. It says 6.30 right it. here. I did. Yeah. It says yeah. 6.30. And, and, now we, and now we deduce that that's wrong. No, that's what you deduced. I, th- I think you're just, as usual, you're just, you're in the wrong here. No, no, it's the truth. I want you to do a, a social experiment. I want you to go to Chick-fil-A at 6.30 and see if they'll serve you breakfast. I want you to go and get me breakfast <laughs> and make good on your bet. That's what I want you to do. If they're not open, there's nothing I can do. All right, then you just sit and you wait until 7, and then you get here at 7.10 like a real man. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the, in, in the correct universe. I, you but know, Brad, I, let me send some smoke I, to I, Brad. I need, I need to. I need to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call Chick Fil A in a minute. And just straight up ask them. I'm gonna call the one yeah. in Lafayette. We're gonna ask them. Yeah, ask them. I, I always favor the one on Louisiana Avenue, and it doesn't open until seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's just, just more, more, more excuses from Norm. You, could, you can. You can. Yeah. yeah I, I can say it. you could call them, and then when the eggs on your face, you gonna have to call Brad Topham because I got some smoke for Brad too. Chick-fil-A, 3806 Ambassador Caffrey, 6.30 a.m. Chick-fil-A, 5725 Johnson Street. No, okay, that's the mall. Chick-fil-A, 600 McKinley Street, 6.30 a.m. So, I mean, I'm just telling you here, according to yeah. Google, it says says 6.30. Yeah, yeah, but we got some hours of operation on Google. That's probably not true also, right? Okay. All right, Norm. Just yeah. everywhere every, everywhere else it says 6.30 except you. Uh, All right, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your attempt at smoke to Brad? Brad. I haven't talked to Brad since the Saints lost to the Cowboys on December 2nd. So by my rule now going forward, if you're going to talk sports trash about my Cowboys, you have to you have to bring your team up when talking trash. I haven't talked to Brad since December 2nd when the Saints lost to the Cowboys. So Brad, unless you bring up your Saints, I can't talk to you again until the next time the Saints-Cowboys play. So I haven't talked to you after you lost. Like you say, men have to talk afterwards. I haven't talked to Brad since the loss. So until he's come to me and speak to me about the game, I don't want to talk about the Cowboys with him. It's no Cowboys banter. Well, I mean, how often do you guys talk in general? He made sure to talk to me on the day of the game. But the night after the game is finished mm-hmm. and the score has been settled, I haven't talked to him since, and now it's almost February second, Scott. Yeah, I, I, again, this is just this is just weak wiggling out of it. Typical. I'm just, typical oh no, I'm letting Brad know. I hope he's typical, listening. Typical. Brad, until we speak about December second, 
pre-February 2nd. Let's not talk again to March 2nd. <laughs> I mean, so did you did you make a prediction the Cowboys would win the Super Bowl at some point this year? Yeah, and, but and, see, and, that's... And were you this wrong? Is, and, no, and did no, you no, know Scott, show today? Scott, I'm just saying, did, did, this this stuff is, he, did the stuff that he's pointing out, is any of it not true? That's all I'm asking. All right, now, this is the, this is the caveat. If I can predict the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl and not be true, right... Brad predicted to my face that the Saints would defeat the Cowboys, and he hasn't talked to me since. Uh, so I can't talk to him about anything else I predicted. You can't. Until. You can't. You can't point out that that what he said was right, though. How what he said? Mean? He said you made a bold prediction. You were wrong, and in the end, you no showed like the Cowboys, and that's what happened this morning. But like I said, he could have said everything, but you can't. I'm not talking to Brad about the Cowboys until the until the Saints until he speaks about the Saints. You know what I'm saying? I just I give people the same energy. I'm on the phone talking. I thought you were going to be up late watching home team because you've been talking about that more than anybody. The home team. See, look at this. You talking about the Pelicans? No, the the movie, you doofus. The movie Home Team that you've been talking about for like two months straight, every day. It comes out. It comes out at midnight tonight. Tonight. Yeah, the, the, it comes out on twenty eight. Twenty eight. All right, my bad. I thought it was the twenty sixth. Uh, th- um, <laughs> my bad. I it was my, bad. my bad. <laughs> it was twi- so tonight. So that's not your excuse. So what is your excuse for not being here? No, the the excuse for not being here is I'm trying to get everything ready for Senior Bowl week that starts Monday. So I've been editing videos, hard, getting all my interviews together. Hard, hard at work. I love that one. Hard at work. That's why I no showed and lost the bet. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I like that. It's good. No, actually, I lo- I didn't no show and lose the bet on the same day. I want you to infer to the people that this transpired last night. I'm sorry. Happened this you you no showed and you didn't make good on a bet. That's that's what I'll say. There you go. There you go. There you go. Chick-fil-A is not open. There you go. Yes. I, I tell mean, you, you're getting, you're getting like Brad. You're getting like Brad. So first of all, you're on the app, so don't talk that loud. You're going in the red. You should be here in the studio. You're getting um, like Brad. You're getting like Brad. Just deflecting. You're getting like Brad. You're getting like Brad. once again. Not showing up. Not making good on your bets. And it opens at 630. I mean, do you want to, do you want to double down on the bet? No, I just want you to call Chick Fil A. I mean, do you want to double down? How confident are you that it opens at seven and not six thirty? I want you to call Chick Fil A. Will you double down on the bet? If you're wrong what? here, will you give me two breakfasts? And and if I'm right, I get two breakfasts. No, you get that's nothing. You get nothing. That's, 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 that's not how it works. Down? You've already lost the bet. Yeah, well then, no, I don't want to do that. I just, right. I just want you to call them. Right. Oh, I will. Oh, b- believe me, I will. Trust <laughs> I just, me. I just want you to call them. <laughs> Trust me, I will. ESPN Lafayette. Who are your picks Not, this weekend? No, 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 Scott. There's way more. Norm, we have a short. We have a short first segment. <laughs> we need a much longer middle segment to get into what you want to get into. So give me your picks now. Okay, okay, okay. You know I gotta go with Joe Burrow. You know I got to. I just like the energy that the Bengals have. Um, I think it's gonna be a shootout against the Chiefs. It's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes, but I like to see somebody new in the in the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Okay. Uh, NFC side, man. As I said, the Rams are having fun, man. And when you're having fun out there, it's, not, it's nothing better than um, playing football when everyone's around you is having fun. When your offensive lineman and your wide receiver leads the team out the tunnel, you should be scared. So I'm picking the 49ers. The Niners and the Chiefs will win. Uh, the Bengals, fun story, but uh, it's coming to an end Sunday. I like the Chiefs, minus seven. 
I'll be rooting for the Natty, and I uh, I think Elijah Mitchell will be starting at running back in the Super Bowl in his rookie year, which is good for him. Um, it's not that the, the Rams, I think, have more talent at the top of the roster, right? Maybe not at the bottom. The bottom of the roster is a bit thin. But, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I, I said this last hour, Norm, I mean, he's going to be on Maury Povich next week, and they're going to have an envelope and saying who is the father of the Rams, and they're going to open it up, and it's going to be him. Because that guy <laughs> owns McVay and the Rams right now, and I don't know. There's there's too much there's too much evidence to like for me to just not pick the Niners. I mean, it's it's Shanahan game planning against McVay. The fact that the Rams blew that lead two and a half weeks ago, the fact that the Rams nearly blew the lead last week, I just I can't I can't trust them. And I was saying this, they might be in their home stadium, but I mean. They're not, I mean, they'll, they'll probably be outnumbered, you know? I mean, it's not going to, in terms of, like, energy and crowd environment, it's not going to feel like a big home game the way an NFC championship home field advantage should feel. You know what I mean? No, and, I, and I, that's kind of weak what they're doing with the, the zip code and the proximity. Yeah, they stopped. They, they, the they, for folks that don't know, the Rams, the Rams briefly were uh, trying to disallow Niners fans or people from out of market buying tickets and they just got – either one or two things happened. They either just got ripped to it so bad that they changed it or they just couldn't sell any tickets to their fans that they finally opened it up. But they, they actually – they only did that for like a day, and then they realized how dumb they looked, and so they stopped. Because <laughs> that, that just like sucks. Like y'all don't do – you're doing the most. Like, again, people – I've seen a TikTok where people walk, walked up to Rams fans and asked them how long you've been a Rams fan. And each person said when they moved to L.A. Like, that sucks. Like, it just sucks. Like, what? When they moved to L.A. When they moved yeah. back to L.A. Okay. Back to L.A., yeah. yes, yes. Uh, ESPN Latvia, best ticket in sports. Um, 337-269-1077. We'll take a quick phone call. Then we will hit up our first break of the hour. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, hey you ain't got to make a phone call. If you show up at 630 Chick-fil-A, they're going to say you're biscuit and chicken. There you go. Every there you day. Go. There you go. Every day. Nation, nationwide. That's not true. Every, every day. It's not true. Norm. By the way, I'm a, I'm, a Packer, I'm a Packers fan. I'm a Packers fan. And if Shanahan wins this game, he's without a doubt best coach in the league. Oh, without a doubt. Okay. He's pretty good. I mean, I got to give it to him. I, I don't root for the Niners, yeah, but I got to give it to him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win. I'm a, I'm a Rams and Chiefs guy this week, I think. But but I, I, I you know Shanahan, you know yeah. What, what what can you say? You know his people his people out overperform. So if you can get to a Super Bowl with 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 uh, Jimmy G again, God, you, you you need to be coach of the year. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Six thirty, nah. Norm. Six thirty. Now see uh, again, like I said. Call Chick-fil-A. Oh, I will. I'm going to do it during the break. Don't you worry. Call Chick-fil-A. Don't you worry. Now, now um, one, he said he was a Packers fan. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry that Aaron Rodgers has continuously let you down for the past three seasons. I'm sorry. I just want to apologize Better to him. Better than the last 26 seasons, but yeah. I just want to apologize to him. You know, it's just rough, you know, winning 13 games a season to to, to always lose after one week. Not win a game in a divisional round, losing the NFC Championships you, you, twice. You, you, I just man, if I was if I if I had to deal with the amount of 
of BS that comes with Aaron Rodgers, the best throw of the football, and to only you know win one NFC Championship game in 15 years, I'd be upset to get him out of here if I was there. You're, used, here, you're used to disappointment. There's no question yeah. about it, so you can yeah. relate. ESPN Lafayette will take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm Scott. The troll Norman Locke at uh, Parts Unknown making excuses. Typical. I'll be calling Chick-fil-A there in the break, too, just to Call prove him. a point. Call him. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Don't go anywhere. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sports book because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, not in studio and uh, wrong again. Well, Norm, I called 337-234-2323. That'd be the Chick-fil-A on Louisiana Avenue. And uh, Chris answered the phone and said they open at 630. Chris? Saturday. Who is Chris? Chris. I don't know who Chris is. He works at Chick-fil-A. So you were wrong again. How's it feel? Uh why didn't you call them on air? I don't because I don't that's know not legal. Is. And if you want to call the number, by all means, go right ahead. How does it feel to be wrong again, Norm? Uh, I'm right about a lot and wrong about something. You know, no, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong about. You double down on the wrong things, which is what gets you into trouble. Okay. As well, your let's friend, talk about. As your friend, let me tell you. Let's talk about the things that I was Sorry, right about. But, but let's let's. Are let's you gonna are you gonna make good it. on your bet next week? Are oh, you yeah, gonna be yeah. here at seven a.m. with my chicken biscuit and chicken minis? Yes, I will. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! How you snuck in chicken minis? Those are my chicken minis. I mean, I have my chicken minis and your chicken biscuit, but you, the chicken minis are for me. Doubling doubling down, being wrong again. I mean, come on, make <laughs> good. Let's make it happen. <laughs> This man. Scott won a Chick-fil-A 
uh, uh, you might as well. Right. You might as well just so upgrade it to a platter. You might as well just yeah. upgrade it to a platter. Again, let's talk about what we have said that's right versus what's wrong, Scott. Preseason, Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock in, came on the ESPN Lafayette Airwaves and said, Sean Payton will be retiring in the next five years. I said this. I said that you don't always see a legendary coach with a legendary quarterback both continue on to have successful careers at other teams. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I don't see the tenders happening. And I, I didn't just single out Sean Payton by himself. I said Pete Carroll. I said Russell Wilson leaves. I don't see Pete Carroll staying with the Seattle Seahawks more than – Two seasons after Russell Wilson leaves. I said that about Mike Tomlin and Big Ben. But I also said it for Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And yesterday, I called on the great Scott show. Because, again, I was I was feeling the rumbles and the rumors. And I asked Tuesday. Scott. That was Tuesday. I'm was sorry. Tuesday. And I asked Scott. Scott, what was the percentage of the likelihood you think Sean Payton will retire? And you respond to me, 10%. That's right. So you was 90% wrong? Saints, Sean Payton announced he was going to step away on Tuesday. And uh, he stressed multiple times, and I quote, mm-hmm. retirement is not the right word. So he's a liar. Are you calling Sean Payton a liar? He retire. He's stepping away. You think he's retiring from coaching? Did he file his retirement papers, Norm? Or is he going to coach again in the next few years? Well, I mean, what? I stepping mean, away I such mean, a vague... Uh, wait, so, so wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait, wait. Right now, is Drew Brees stepped away? Because his retirement papers isn't filed. Am I wrong? Drew Brees said, I'm retiring. Sean Payton uh, said, and uh, I quote, retirement is not the right uh, word. I'm quoting uh, him. Now, I know you are. Now, no, I'm now, just hang, I, no, no, hang on. Unlike you, okay. I will okay. acknowledge that I was wrong. I thought okay, I, 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 I was wrong. I thought he'd be there back with the Saints next year, even though retirement is not the right word because that's not what he's doing. Yeah, not. I he's said not. I would be shocked if he was coaching another team next season. I gave that a 0% chance. I said 10% that he'll be doing something. That's not what I told you directly. This is what I said on my show. I think okay. there's a 10% chance he'll be doing TV or something else. Yeah, 10%. I, it was more like 100%. I was wrong. Now, he didn't retire. That's not what he did. He stepped away. Yeah. Retire makes mm-hmm. it sound like he's not going to coach again, and he's going to coach again, and it's not going to be the Saints. Yeah, let me let me let me let me let me give the truth to the people. Sean Payton retired from the Saints. He can say it. He can spin it how he wants. Step down. Took a break. Uh, need some need some PTO time. Whatever he wants to say. He retired from the Saints. He looked at that cap hell for the second season. He looked at the quarterbacks of the New Orleans Saints. He looked at the receivers. He looked at the 18 pick. He looked at the incoming draft class. He said, you know what? I just got married. I got a documentary coming out on the 28th. I don't got time for this. I'm out. Peace out. That's what Sean Payton did. And you know what else he said, too? Jerry Jones called me. Call me, Jerry. Hey. You said it yourself. You don't like Mike McCarthy. Well, Scott, I went on your show last week and said, I'm willing to give you a six-round pick and some vibes for Sean Payton. Now we can revisit the situation now that he has stepped down. So now you're now you're saying, now we can revisit now you're the saying situation. you don't like Mike McCarthy? I didn't say that. I've been, I said you, last yeah, week now, that I can trade you saying, for a six-round pick. Now you're saying you do 
like you don't like Mike McCarthy, even though if you're we have a head coach vacancy, if we have a head coach vacancy in the twenty twenty three season, way to stick to your takes, buddy. Hey, way, to, way to not flip flop. Hey man, will you have a chance to get an way agent coach on a discount? You take a fly on them. Way to way to way to way to flip flop whenever it serves you right. Good job. Way I need, to, way to stick I need, with it. To I'm willing to take a kick on an aging coach. Yeah, you really you really you, you, re- you ready to give up some first round picks for it? First round picks. Bruce Arians ain't get a first round pick. Bruce, Arian, Bruce, Bruce Arians that Arizona wanted nothing to do with it. Bruce Arians oh. also didn't have multiple years left on his contract. He had you know, he he had two years, three years. He mistaken. did not have forty five million left. Now nah, you're talking money. You didn't say money. You say years. Compens- say we're talking compensation, left. and he ain't going for a six rounder wherever he goes. I said I offer season. you a six round. I said it's negotiation, Scott. You were you it's were, negotiation. You were bashing Scott. Sean Payton and loving Mike McCarthy with his brilliant. He, Mike, I mean, they both have the, the same only, amount of Super Bowls. The only so. thing less reliable than McCarthy's clock management is Norman Locke's word. That's the only thing less reliable. Well, let's, I let, mean, let's, let's hear from another coach. Let's hear from Coach Mitch. He's on hold. Let's talk to Coach Mitch. Let's get Coach Mitch. The on. Fans have been waiting on him. The fans have been waiting on him. Good morning, Coach Mitch. Have you put in have you put in your uh, your resume, your application for the Saints head coaching job yet? No, because there are too many matters that are in the way. And I'm gonna start with this one. The Saints got a deficit of about seventy one million dollars. And where where this all at, I think you guys know more about the Saints than me. Norm Y'all can figure that out. I would like to Norm ask you this. Is 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 uh is um uh, Sean Payton still on contract or yes. still on payroll? Does the Saint oldest guy? Here's how the, here's how the contract works, Mitch. They don't they don't have to pay him, right? He's not coaching them. They don't have to pay him. If he would like to get back into coaching, the clause of the contract, if he wants to go coach somewhere else, the Saints would receive compensation from what if an NFL team wanted to hire them as a head coach. That compensation would be negotiated. That's how it now works. that said, guys. Now that said, now I'm going to give y'all my opinion, and that's a respect for because because he's a coach. I respect coaches. Coaches coach do things for our country. That's beautiful with working with people. So with that said, you know he's still linked in such a way that it's an interruption. The Saints going forward with selecting somebody to fill that coaching position. Man, it's it's chaos already. I'll be honest with you. The, the, the name Allen keeps coming up, and you know why? It's not that because Allen is not a good defensive coach. Allen is a good coach, but that's not why his name, in my opinion, is coming up. His name is coming up is because the general manager and I'm going to see that the best fit is to keep it in house. So that way, when Sean makes his final decision. And whether it be Dallas or wherever, or he decides to come back after a year, then it's not too much chaos. They can still work it all out because Allen is in-house, and he never left. Yeah. They can just work it all in there. If all I'm Dennis Allen, I ain't cool taking over as a head coach and then getting demoted no, right man, after. Is, Sean, Payton, Sean Payton Allen has coached his last yeah. game with the Saints. All right, let's I believe so, be clear. I believe so, too. And I'm yes, going to close with this. No. If I was Allen... If I was Allen, I would go interview for all those jobs around the NFL because he's earned the right, and Allen is a good coach. He can probably get one of those jobs. Sitting around here, playing with Mickey Loomis, and, and this situation here, that's not healthy for him because 
As a coach, how is he playing with Mickey? How is he playing with me? He interviewed with the Bears. The Saints are going have scheduled to interview him for their head coaching job. They are probably going to hire him because they don't want you hire a head coach from the outside. Which I'm cool with them hiring Eric Bieniemy, but if you do that, you're 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 revamping the whole staff because he's going to bring in his guys. They're probably going to hire Dennis Allen to be their head coach. How is that that Mickey Loomis playing with him? No, no, no. Well, maybe the word playing is not the word to use under these circumstances. So I'm going to go is the fact that the guy himself, Allen, he knows what he can and cannot do. He knows how this NFL works. So that's right. He's going to interview for everything. So I'll retract the statement about playing. But all I'm going to say is that this situation in New Orleans it's not a normal situation when coaches leave, when coaches uh, uh, retire, or when coaches call it quit. This is a catch-22 to this, and there are some strings attached to the Sean Payton era. Sean Payton, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. To be honest with you, I, I really don't need Sean Payton in Dallas because the bottom line is, but get McCarthy out of there, yeah, and get that offensive coordinator out of Dallas too. Yeah, clean house, but Jerry's not going to do that. Because that offensive coordinator is one of Jerry's guys, and, 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 and that, that McCarthy guy, he listens to everything Jerry says. So as long as Jerry got those two things working for him, Cowboys ain't going to change nothing right now, guys. So Sean Payton going to sit out of here because he's not getting that Dallas job because Jerry's not going to get rid of that guy this year. Now, I'm done, guys. That's my comment and my little two cents. Thank you, Coach Mitch. Got a good organization. Thank you. All right, Uh, Norman. How would you dissect Coach Mitch's? First of all, I'm I'm disappointed Coach Mitch hadn't put in his his application. Yeah, I I think Coach Mitch will make a nice offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. You know, I don't think he's ready for the Cowboys. I don't think he's ready for no, 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 no. I don't think he's ready for the head coach. You're going to disrespect Coach Mitch like that? I just say I think he needs a starter job. You know, I think the Saints is a prime location with a rebuild. You know, he could get in and draft a quarterback, put a quarterback under his 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 wing, and yes. lift that quarterback yes. to be one of the future franchise rebuild. quarterbacks. Mister Mister Trollster here that knows nothing about how the salary cap works. I just can't believe you disrespect the coach Mitch like that, man. That's I, 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 I think he could be That's a nice offensive up. coordinator That's with the Saints, but, but he let's get back. Welcome, welcome into the show. Hello. <laughs> to hold Good morning. What's up, old school? No, that's not old school. That's Rodney. His name's not Rodney. It's Rodney. You got to call him Rodney. That's no, not his he, name. When he's impersonating somebody, you got to impersonate somebody else. Not his name. Okay. Well, it, ain't, it ain't old school cowboy, man. <laughs> He's the old school cowboy fan remembers when they were good. Hey, all I know is Sean Payton picked vacation over the Saints. Scott, how do you feel about the breaking news when you first heard it that Sean Payton, after 16 years, would be retiring? I know you was getting. Did you pull would be, some would drink be, from? Would be would be stepping away. Uh, I was a little would, surprised. He retired from the Saints, Scott. You he, said you, you said, said that's not how you retire. when you leave your job as a he's not a coach. He's he well, job as a coach. Re- technically, like you said, until he filed his paperwork, he's not retired. Drew Brees isn't retired either. Drew Ocho Cinco isn't no, no, retired no, no, either. Tec- that's not what it, technically Sean Payton literally said, and I quote: "Retirement is not the word." In quote, oh, that's what he, he said. That's what he, he retired. Said. That's what you got to sugarcoat it for the Saints. 
He retired from the Saints, Once again, Scott. You said he was Let's keep retire. it real. You're gonna Let's keep retire. it real. I Scott, kept, did he, I kept it did he leave, I kept did he leave the Saints to high and dry? I kept did he it real that I was wrong and I thought he'd be the coach next. There's a 10% chance he'd do what he did. I was wrong. But you're saying he retired when he said, and I quote, retirement is not the word. That's literally what he said. Did he leave the Saints high and dry? High and dry? No. They're in a much better spot than when he got there. Much better. Okay. Much better. Come on, you know question. that. You know that. I, I, I feel as though he left him high and dry. He left him in the middle of Capel. He left him after you. Do you know all Saints fans you know, kept. Do you know him? anything about the salary cap? No, you, it doesn't take long to just go and read up on the cap. I know you struggle with numbers sometimes. It's not hard. Can you figure it no, out? No, I mean, so 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 everybody saying that the Saints are in salary they, cap hell. That's been I, I said for that. ten years. Ten it, years. So is, is is it not true? The Saints can can shave off ninety million in cal- salary cap space without even having to cut anyone. Sa- I mean, using the word salary cap hell makes it sound like they can't sign or do anything in 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 the off season, and that's ridiculous. That's not true. Who was the biggest? Okay, in your terms and in my terms, last year the Saints was in salary cap hell. That, that not was, according that, to Scott Baker. Not according to Scott Baker. Not according to Scott Baker. Last year was as bad as it got for him, and it had to do with the pandemic and the salary cap going down by a ton. Unless so it wasn't, band, was it unless hell? Was it hell? Was it hell, Scott? No, it wasn't hell. They okay, were three right. and 14. What was, the biggest, what was the biggest free agent signing of the New Orleans Saints since they wasn't in salary cap hell? What was the they, biggest since, since they weren't in salary no, 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 no. cap hell? Yeah, since you said it's not hell and you can shave off whatever amount because you you know the numbers. What was the biggest free agent signing for the New Orleans Saints last offseason, Scott Prather? Last offseason? I don't know. Yes, last offseason. I don't know. What was the biggest signing? I don't know. Since they have so much money, they can make so many moves. He, you know, the salary cap is a myth. What was the biggest free agent I, signing? I, did, did I, did I, why weren't they able to sign Trey Hendrickson and he had to walk? Did I say why did they? Why didn't they sign Trey Hendrickson you and he had to walk? Nothing. You know nothing. Why didn't they sign Trey Hendrickson and they allowed him to walk? They. Why, why didn't Why didn't the Cowboys sign players that left? And no, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Scott's bringing up another team. We're talking about the New Orleans Saints. Don't pull a Norman right now. Why didn't the Saints sign Trey Don't Hendrickson and allow and allow him to Cincinnati walk? Cincinnati offered him more money. Okay, so if they would have had so more that money, equal, that equals cap hell. Oh, they cap didn't have hell? any money. Does they didn't have any money. Cap hell. They didn't have any Does money. That Scott? equal cap hell. Scott, when you go to the bank and you put your debit card in, you try to get a twenty, and you don't have enough money, you don't get anything. Does that equal cap hell? You don't get anything. They don't give you nineteen dollars. You don't got twenty. You don't get anything. That's what you're going with. Trey Hendrickson got a huge amount of money from the Bengals. You realize, hey. they, you realize they franchise tag the safety. How could they? They're, they're not be able to do that. How could they do that? Hey. How could they do that? All I know is the truth. I'm going to give the people the truth, Scott. The Saints are in Sarah Capel. They don't know who the quarterback <laughs> is. Norman Locke, of all people, just said, I'm going to give the people the truth. All right, dude. No, no, truth. that's funny. I needed a laugh this morning. Since, since I'm in a bad mood, since someone promised me they'd bring me breakfast after losing a bet and being wrong again, and then lying about when the restaurant opened, and then lying about whether they're not here, the man says, I'm going to give the people the truth. That's hilarious. I'm give the people the truth. That's hilarious. Let's go back to the phone. <laughs> I'm going to give the <laughs> Oh my God, dude! You are just everything. You are just a walking oxymoron. Everything about you is great. Ask the people. Ask the people. Let's ask the callers. Let me ask the callers. Is Norman Locke honest and gives people the truth and doesn't make things up and lie? Yes or no? Hell no. He always lies. (laughs) 
Hell no. You always like the line to us, horrible, how long. Him and Lenny both owe me something right now. Both of them. And Norman ducking and dodging. Ducking and dodging. Duck and dodging. Duck and All of a sudden, he can't come to work now. It's always something, appendix, mm-hmm. or yeah. this, or that. Come to work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know we waiting on you. Waiting mm-hmm. on you. I, told I got you a question for you. Waiting on you I got a question for you. I got a question for you, Sage. I got a question. Since Scott, since Scott don't, don't believe the people. Remember how you would tell us, how you would tell us we were getting on Lynn or Lynn getting on us? Get him. Scott, get him. Or let him get away. Get him. I mean, I, I don't. I, Norm, uh, yeah, yeah. Norm does yeah. it himself. Yeah, I thought so. Hang up. Yeah, nobody will answer the real question. I need you to put up a poll, Mr. I don't believe the people. Did Sean Payton leave the Saints high and dry? And the people going to tell you the truth. Sure. I'll put it up. The people going to tell you the truth. You want me to put up, did, did Sean Payton quit? Is Sha- did you, Sean, I just put did up, Sean, is Sean Payton, Payton a quitter? Yes. You want me to put that up? No, 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 no. That's too vague. Did Sean Payton quit on the New Orleans Saints? Okay. Let's talk to the people. No yeah, problem. we got to talk to the people. No problem. 269 1077. 269 337 269 1077. Let's do it. Let's did get Sean Payton quit on the New Orleans Saints? Did Sean Payton quit and is Norman is Norm, is Norm Locke honest and truthful? Let's, let's, let's do it. Well, how about I put that poll up too? Can I do that? No, no, that's way. Oh, I, have, I, have, I can't I, put up that one because you know exactly. Have, you know exactly that, how that's gonna go. I have friends that gonna vote just to, just to prove that one wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that? See that? Yeah. You also have friends that are gonna vote how you want them to vote in other ones. Never mind. I'm not putting up any polls unless you're gonna let me put up both of them. Yeah, you can put up. You can put. Up, you can put up both of them. Do it. All right. I will. Let's get back to the phone lines. Yes. <laughs> Yes, me and Lafayette. Good morning. Welcome in. Yeah, Smoke Dog gonna come tell the facts. Check. Give it. the facts. Norm don't tell the truth. He's a cowgirl fan. They delusional. <laughs> His team don't show up just like the fans don't show up. That's why you ain't get your breakfast. That's why they them in the playoffs. And I'm gonna leave it like this. Sean Payton, aka Bobby Petrino, quit on the Saints. Thirteen games into his first season, leaving a note in the night on the lockers and being hated by the team <laughs> versus 16 years in a city and winning a Super Bowl and um, leaving to not go coach somewhere else. Definitely comparable things. Definitely comparable. Hey, yeah. hey you see how yeah. he started off with, since I'm a Cowboys fan and I don't, I'll be lying, this, that, and the third, but he ended with what I said, Scott. Sean Payton quit on the Saints. He left y'all high and dry. Careful, careful. Talking there. Sixteen years, all that the vanilla. You know, all that was great in '09, Scott. You know, and I give him credit. I give Drew Brees credit. I give you know the Bounty Boys credit. I give everybody credit for that magical '09 season. But after that, it's been you know it's been okay. It's been up and down. You know, some good, some bad. You know, it's been okay. But you know, '09's a long time ago, and Sean Payton just got tired of it. God, I'm just got to keep it frank with you. I'm here to tell you the truth, even though you don't want to accept it. Look, it's okay. Sean Payton's quote-unquote stepped down sure. because he's tired of the New Orleans Saints. He's tired. It's okay. He's yeah. tired of it. He's tired. He got a new wife, and guess what? He won't be in a new city. Well, he actually is going to be in New Orleans. That's where they're going to reside this year, according to him. But next year, this year? next yeah. year, he'll probably be somewhere else, sure. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. 
Yes, he will. And I just want to see if the Saints fans are you. So, Scott, here's a question for you. Are you still going to root for Sean Payton in his career wherever he goes to coach since he's not retired? Probably not. No. Mm. Why would I root for him when he's mm. coaching another team? I mean, if, course if so. he's coaching some team in the AFC that the Saints rarely play, I, I might root for him when they're not playing the Saints. But okay. I don't know. I, pro- probably not. I mean, so, I root for the Saints. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say in a un- in a universe, wow universe. You know, you got this what if Marvel universe that people be watching on Disney. Plus, I've never you know? watched it. Never will watch it. Yeah, you know, your kids, you got kids, Let me real quick say, kids, uh, Dennis Allen was scheduled to interview with the Chicago Bears, and uh, he canceled the interview. So I just want to put that out there because, you know, based on the comments that, that Coach Mitch said earlier. Now that we've cleared that up, I'm sorry, go ahead. So that opens up Coach Mitch as the offensive coordinator. Hey, well, hey man. Go <laughs> hey, interview with the Bears, bro. Come on. I want Coach Mitch on an NFL sideline, man. That guy fires so, me up. I'd play for him, dude. I'd no, I, I definitely. He fires up the listeners, too. The listeners love Coach Mitch. Run through in. a wall. <laughs> but so let's just say in the universe, he ends up the head coach, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, let's just say it gets crazy. How does that make you feel, Sean? How does that make you feel, Scott? Good luck to him. I won't be rooting for him. Okay. Well, you have disdain for him. Would it be? Would the word disdain would be the great word for it? Not like, really. What would be the What would be the word to describe your thoughts on him going not, to the that, Dallas Cowboys? I would. I would not root for him. You would not That's root all. for him. That's okay. About it. Okay, you weren't putting any bounties out on them or nothing no, like that, right? I, okay, no. make it sure. No, I don't care. <laughs> make it. Just joking with you, you know, that doesn't happen in New Orleans, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bounties out on a coach? Like you're going to kill him? Mr. You sound like a villain right now. You sound like Dr. Claw and Inspector oh, no, Gadget. Because I love it. It went from Eli Apple attacking the New Orleans Saints. Can we, can we talk about that briefly? For, no, you, <laughs> he, you, you say that, Norm. He also he attacked the city. He attacked your hometown. No, he did. And, he and attacked I'm so your glad. hometown. You could try to turn it into some. Oh, it was funny. He was bashing the sites, but I don't like him. You know damn well he was bashing your hometown, which you claim to love, even though you you know did so you know, many teams you, in it. You know what was so funny to me, Scott? He was bashing New Orleans. And Jamar Chase is from New Orleans. I wonder how that went off in the locker room. Jamar Chase, like, sent out a tweet. He's like, you know I'm from New Orleans, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, like what? Like, you know, like, how you going to say this and then, you know, got to go to practice? The thing is, there were, like, Like, there will be some people that were all in, like, rooting for the Bengals that are now, like, nope. Hope he, no. hope they get crushed. Just what is he? No, they still what they is, still like, root for the Bengals, Scott. What, what, they just don't root for him. What is? <laughs> like, what, what what was he doing? He's sensitive, Scott. Like you, you sensitive. You, Good lord, bro. Sensitive. nobody was he's, even messing with. The truth is, I'm not gonna act like he didn't get bashed at times. He got bashed but, all. But the here's time. here's the thing. Now, he got when he was on the Saints. I'm here to tell you, he got bashed way more in New York. And here's why. He was the 10th overall pick and was terrible. That's true. In New Orleans, when he got there, he replaced Ken Crowley when Crowley was, like, at his worst. And so the expectation level was extremely low. Like Just it was better than King Crowley. Right. Well, that's my point. No, but seriously, it was like it was totally different than wait, we just t- spent a top ten pick on this guy. It was, you know what, he's doing better than Crowley. And he did. Now he got burned at times, but my point is this. I followed the Saints long enough to know the DBs that got like he he never got roasted as much as Crawley did. He never came close to Jason David's status or even Fred Thomas status. And Fred Thomas was kind of good no, in the Haslett no, era and struggled no. in 06. But my point is 
in terms of like the pantheon of bad Saints DBs, I mean, good Lord, Brandon Browner. I mean, I can come up with a lot of names of, of players that took way more See, but like what than you Apple, said, though, Scott. And he look, comes out and he's like, he's but like just you bored. said, you, none of those corners was a top 10 pick. And those corners had stints in their career where they was actually better than their stint in New Orleans. Eli Apple, his best stint right now is with, is with the Bengals. So he's feeling on a high right now. I, 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 no, the point I was trying to, you're right. But the point I was trying to make about it is like, I never got the sense that like, he, like if Andrus Pete ever plays somewhere else and he just goes, you know, goes no, you metaphorical know postal on Saints fans, I wouldn't even blame the guy, right? But like yeah. Eli Apple, I'm like, dude, when you played, it wasn't like, yeah, like Janoris Jenkins no, came in no. and he replaced you, but you you were not no. dogged the way that Scott, so many others were. Eli Apple, yes, I'm gonna say yes, he did Mm-mm. get dogged in that way because I hate to say this because it's his mother. His mother would be on Twitter going help. back and forth she with the fans. She didn't help, and and I feel like that would what brought unnecessary more attention to his play. Because his mom's talking, you know, replying back to the hecklers that bring more attention it, to his play. Doesn't help, does it? And they don't, you know, my mom, you know, she's not going to come on the airways after the Cowboys lost unless, I mean, after the Cowboys win. <laughs> but if the Cowboys lose, yeah, she'll come on and go crazy. But the Cowboys win, she's going to stay off. All right. Eli Apple's mom, if they're not doing well, if your son's not doing well, get off Twitter, baby. Come I'm on. Gonna, uh, there, there's something that's happening tomorrow in, this, in the great state of Louisiana. And I got to give Norm a stern warning about because I care about him. I care. Pokemon's coming out. No, no, that's not not what it is. But I'll tell all you what that is. And, of course, Norm, I'm looking out for him. I will tell you all next. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Tomorrow, live sports betting in the great state of Louisiana goes live. It happens. 
That's right. DraftKings app downloaded if you haven't already. Not the fantasy app, the sportsbook app. Put in the code 1420. You get $100 in free bets to start it off. Bet responsibly, and that is my advice to one Norman Locke. Norman, for as many bold predictions as you make that are flat out wrong, when you place a bet, you're not able to sort of get into, you know, overly uh, ridiculous semantics about how you were kind of right. They just take your money. So I am advising you. (laughs) I'm advising you to just bet responsibly because you can't call them like you call the show or you can't no show to a bet. It's already, it's already in there. It's already in their bank account. So just be careful with it. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow, by the way, Trey Wingo going to be a guest on my show to talk about really sports betting and, um, you know, some NFL talk among other things. We'll talk about UL hoops on tomorrow's show. Men playing Georgia state tonight. And of course we'll visit with Gus Cattengill. That's all coming up uh, on tomorrow's show but that's my guy trey ringo my guy trey wingo who uh no longer at espn dude's living in hawaii now man oh i I didn't know he was with the vibes out there i mean i've never been to hawaii but i I, it'd be a nice place to live that's the best way better than than connecticut than bristol connecticut i put up uh i put up two polls norm now we're only we're only four minutes into it okay so we got 24 hours Okay. Did Sean Payton quit on the Saints? We have eight votes, eight votes in. I just, yes or no? I didn't get all cute with it. I, literally, yes or no? Uh, 87.5% say no. 12.5% say yes. But we're early in the process. Now it's 12 votes. You're basically two to three no. So 66.7% say no. 33.3% say yes. So we'll see how that poll ends in 24 hours. I also put up a poll. Is Norman Locke trustworthy? And... Um, the uh, the poll, oh. it's either no or hell no. Um, and right now, hell no leads no by uh, 75% to 25%. So. I'm seeing some yeses in the quote tweets. I'm seeing some yeses. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing not, some yeses. I'm not seeing, I'm seeing, a, seeing some yeses. I'm not seeing any. I'm not seeing any. <laughs> other, than, other than you and your girlfriend, I mean, that's about it. But, I mean, she can trust you in regards to that kind of stuff. I, I'll give you that. But... We're talking about radio <laughs> listeners. You're going to get a whole different result there, man. Hey, and, uh, you know, I, I got the TV on up here. I see, you know, New Orleans Saints defensive lineman. Cameron Jordan just did a pitch for Aaron Rodgers to come to New Orleans. I know quickly before we go, would you want the immunized Shoot. In, in black and gold? You know that every fan base, they would, every fan base talks trash about him and they'd take him on their team in a second. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I yes. wouldn't. I wouldn't put a star in his helmet. I wouldn't put a star in his helmet. Yeah, you, you would. I wouldn't put a star you would. in his helmet. You totally would. Don't even lie. Put a you star totally, in his helmet. You totally would, and then you'd celebrate. Mike McCarthy it. left that. Com- Mike McCarthy left him for well, a good reason. It's easy to say no because you know we, they would never reunite. You know that for a fact. Mike McCarthy left him for a good reason. Mike McCarthy was fired, by the way. He stepped down. And he will be fired again. (laughs) And he did not step down. And he did not retire. He was just straight up fired. And I. How many head coaches has Aaron Rodgers gotten fired, Scott? One? One? Yes. And that's that's good enough. I would say that that Mike McCarthy had something to do with that. Winning the Super Bowl. He's the. Aaron Rodgers kept Mike McCarthy, uh, gave him a head coaching job for way longer than he normally would have had. What then? Who's to say? I forget. What's the, the head coach name? Guy name now? Is he giving him a job too? Who? Coach Lafleur? Yeah, Coach Lafleur. Is he just giving him a job? Is Coach Lafleur just? Coach is Aaron Rodgers just? 
Well, Just if, a, if if Aaron Rodgers leaves and LaFleur is pretty terrible for a year or two with Jordan Love, then I think we can answer that question, yes. We will see. Okay. We will, we will see. see. Now, LaFleur, LaFleur's only been there for a few years, and they've won a lot, but they've come up short in the playoffs. So, I'll, say this, I'll say this about LaFleur. His clock management is is fine. Mike McCarthy's is not. And that's a tough thing to struggle with as a head football coach because it's the one thing that actual grade school kids that play Madden can actually be like, okay, I know what to do in this situation better than you. Can't do that in really anything else except clock management. It's a tough thing to suck at when you're a head coach in the NFL. But Mike McCarthy, you know, he's got a few strengths and a lot of weaknesses, and clock management is a, is a big weakness, no doubt. So, you know, he has a year to work on that. And then, you know, Sean Payton, we'll talk in negotiations the, about the, the trade deadline. The, the, the so we'll coach, talk about it. The coach that <laughs> you bashed all the time and praised Mike McCarthy. The Waffle. Will Norman Locke deliver breakfast next week at a restaurant that opens at 630 despite his lies and malarkey claiming it does? And otherwise, I guess we'll have to find out next week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will, uh, we will have Trey Wingo on the show. Gus Kattengill and more. Wingo. Norm, thanks for coming on, even if it was for an hour and not showing up. I appreciate you, Scott. I appreciate Sean Payton. I'm, I'm going on jet skis with Sean Payton. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Go drink a couple of brass monkeys because you need to loosen <laughs> up a little. Stay tuned. The Dan Patrick Show is next. This is ESPN Lafayette. Brass monkey. The best ticket in sports.